Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The guys are in good shape. They're full of confidence. We've got a lot of guys coming back into the squad who are on a high. It'd be massive. I think having the full support, having the full crowd, it just gives you that little lift and just spurs the team on. It's obviously a great environment to be in. Hopefully one for the fans too if the result goes our way. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Kenny Miller. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! It's five past five and uh, that's given time for Kenny Miller to get into the building because he was uh, ridiculously late. Anyway, it's the Go Radio Football Show. It's a Thursday night and we are literally 48 hours away from Scotland against Israel at Hamden. So it's Rob McLean, it's Craig Moore and delighted to say Kenny Miller is with us as well. Back from Oz and alongside Oz. Alongside Oz and back for Oz. Good yeah. to be here. How are things? All good, all good. Good to be uh, on home soil for a uh, first time in over a year. Yeah. Uh, get back and sort a few things out before before heading back down under. You're not looking for a job by any chance, are you? Nah, not at all. Okay. I've got a job, good one. Western Sydney Wanderers with Carl Robinson all going well? It's been a long pre-season, Rob. Uh, we've been in since the 4th of August. Uh, the game's still six weeks away, the, the opener, so it's been a long, yeah. long pre-season. A bit, a bit foreign to us, uh, British lads to be fair but no it's been good the boys are in a good place uh, recruitment went well in the summer and really looking forward to the new season I mean we're talking a lot tonight obviously in the course of the next couple of hours about Scotland against Israel how excited are you about that? Oh, We're, we're in a good place I think uh, six points will, will really obviously propel us into that second slot and, and hopefully get the a favourable draw in the in the playoffs and hopefully we're looking forward to the World Cup because we've enjoyed the Euros. We're off the back of the of the high of the summer there, so we're looking forward to these next uh, next two games and the last last month's internationals have, have put us in a real good place to to really cement ourselves this uh, this month in the in the two games we've got. Craig, you were just saying before the show that in terms of best teammates you've ever had, Kenny would struggle to make it to the top say, hundred. Uh, yeah. he, he definitely wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> a really, really good teammate. Oz. He might not be the best player, no, but a good teammate. Come on now. No, when you come, you come to Rangers. What you young lad, twenty year old, yeah, twenty, yeah, twenty. I was, I was telling Rob offline. I, I, we were pre-season away, and I think it was, it was when Dick Avocat was was involved yep. early the pre-season stuff. And Kenny finds himself on the bench, and he's telling the few boys, he goes, "I can't believe the Gov's on the bench." <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was never short of confidence, Kenny. Yeah. No, it was uh, that's a brilliant. It was brilliant experience going at going at Rangers at that time. That dressing room was phenomenal. Oh. You know, it was yeah. absolutely. I mean, it was a tough one to a tough one to crack. Probably played a lot more than what I thought I might have in that mm-hmm. first season. But listen, it wasn't to be. Second season, it was uh, a chance to go and loan the rules, and yeah. obviously took that. And obviously, been been back a couple of times since. So it's uh, it was probably worth it. Probably the right thing to do at that time. And you went to Wolves. Is that was Musky? At he was Wolves Musky. At the he, time? he was just finishing off his year at Wolves before he came, he came before up he came to, up to Rangers. Yeah, one of three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good lad as well. Great player. Good teammate. He a real good teammate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real yeah. good teammate. 
I know you had a brief a brief flirtation with uh, management in Scotland uh, at Livingston. It wasn't long. Um, will you come back here? Do you think would that be would that be a plan? Is that is that a plan? Listen, for you? you never know moving forward. I mean, we've took that step uh, that step eighteen months ago to go to Australia with Newcastle Jets. Firstly, uh, and that was great for us. We had a real good kind of three four months there. Again, interrupted kind of midway with COVID uh, kind of kicking off. But uh, no, it was great, and it's, you know what? It's really, really good being on the grass. This this long pre-season has been tough, and for the players, it must be a mental battle. Actually, with nothing in sight, with no games at the end of the tunnel. Again, hopefully, we're seeing that change towards the end of this month. But it's been great being on the grass, you know, because it's every day, every day on the grass, every day coaching, learning as well. So it's been it's been brilliant. You know, it's been a real good eighteen months, great experience. But everybody who kind of knows me knows what what I want to do. You know, so. Uh, whether that be as a as an assistant or or a, or a coach or whether a manager eventually can I make that step out and on who knows but really enjoying the role at the moment and uh, things have been going well really looking forward to this season because it has been a long pre-season do you, do you want to speak to Tyson Fury's dad hey why not Let, let's get him on there, yep. there's, just, there's just a, a little fight around the corner isn't there? <laughs> there there's a there's a big fight around the corner John Fury hello welcome to the Go Radio Football Show yes thank you very much oh that's not a great line uh, let's see if we'll, we'll pursue it. Like, hopefully, the line clears itself. Uh, John, John Fury, Tyson's dad. Um, great to have you on the show, uh, and a massive fight uh, coming up in Vegas on Saturday night. Yeah, we've got a bit of a bad line going on here. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, no, we're going to we're going to call you back um, because uh, that line that line ain't great. Fury against Deontay Wilder, of course. It is the big fight at the weekend, so we're going to be speaking to Tyson's dad in just a moment. Craig, your thoughts about about Saturday night um, after we've heard from Stevie Clark uh, talking about Full House Hamden. Hopefully a very big one. I can't wait. Obviously, I've been head coach now for a couple of years, over two years, and I've never played in front of a Full House at Hamden, so can't wait. Hopefully, it'll give the players that extra little bit of impetus to go and put on a good show and, and get the result that everybody wants. It's been a long time since we had a Full House at Hamden. To, to watch a qualifying game so I think that shows that the public are buying into what this team are trying to do and hopefully on Saturday night they'll go home happy Let's try that phone line again to John Fury Hi John Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah that's, that's better. That, much better now um, Yeah, t- Tell us about Saturday night and, and how much you're looking forward to it Well to be honest I'm looking forward to it almost as much as life itself you know but I'm sure we're going to get the result he's worked hard he's done everything right and he's going to he's, he's looking to get rid of Deontay Wilder in spectacular fashion. He's there to make a statement, Tyson. He knows he's not going to get it on points. He knows it's a stacked deck. He knows what he's got to do and destroy him, or else he's going to lose his belt. But that's I, what he's going to have to do, destroy him. I heard an interview with him the other day. Uh, he, it seems as if he's in great shape physically, uh, apart from anything else. Yeah, well, listen, he's up there where he needs to be. He's bulked up. He's at his normal weight. You know, techno-edo, how Tyson looks, that's what he is. He's not genetically gifted. He's a strong, fighting man. Makes everything right going for him. You know, and uh, let me tell you, he's, you know, he's got all the attributes in the world. He's got the skill, he's got the brains, he's got the nuts, he's got the art. He's got the, everything going for him, you know, and he's got will and determination to die for. And if you've not got all that to match him, you're losing the fight. Because Tyson is one incredible human being. He's proved it. And he's going to prove to all his fans in Britain and all over the world, just watch that space Saturday night. It's going to be very intriguing. You're going to learn something else about Tyson Fury Saturday night. Does he have anything left to prove, do you think, John? 
not to lean over inside of his head. He just wants to mop up everything. He's, this man's a, 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 just a stone in the road. He needs to be kicked to the curb, and that's what he's going to do. You know, and then he's going to go on the USEC trail and batter him into oblivion the same way. John, in terms Biden's of... the king of the world, a gypsy king, king of the world. There's nobody out there to touch him at the minute. You know, he's a six foot nine, 20 stone wrecking machine, what wants to fight and he's hungry to do damage. You know, nobody can stand in his way. He's messing with the most dangerous fighter in the world. This man is capable of knocking all the mothers spark out, but he's met his match in Tyson. Tyson's got his number. He's getting knocked out. Six foot nine, that's incredible, John. <laughs> uh, listen, in terms of preparation for this fight, is, is, it any, is it any different in terms of the length of time? Or, you know, obviously they're, they're all massive fights. Um, but in terms of that preparation, does, does that differ from fight to fight in terms of the lead up time? I just think Tyson come out the public house with 10 pints of Guinness and beat Dante Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I'm at with it all because he's not a man and in my book I remember that attitude and no dignity in defeat how can they be champions he was a paper champion he was uh, molly coddled he was wrapped up in cotton wool and all his fights was unpicked cherry picked he met the gypsy king and he got bumped off he couldn't beat the gypsy king when the gypsy king had lost 10 stone in as many months and as weak as a rabbit you know he couldn't punch he, he had welterweight power when he fought him the first time he couldn't get rid of him then and Wilder was on a roll unbeaten, he's always intact, his confidence is sky high, so what's he going to do now? He's just been obliterated in the second fight, punched to pieces, you know, I just think he's turned up for a paycheck myself, because where's he going to go without the Gypsy King? And what, and, what about, go home. and what about, John, the, the other day, obviously, the pressure and all that sort of stuff, um, so, so they're face what to face. And, we uh, don't do pressure, my friend, we don't do pressure, nah, that's for the Joshua. Okay, but they're, they're going back and forward a bit of banter and all that sort of stuff. How, how much of an edge can you actually get at that moment leading into this fight? We're not interested in edges. Edges are fences. We're not interested in either. He's got the edge 100%. This man knows in his own head he can't beat Tyson Fury. He's lost twice already. He's been nearly killed in the ring. You know what he'll be looking to do, Wilder? Stay alive without getting his skull cracked. This man is a menace to society, Michael, in that ring. He's a lovely man outside the ring, a gentleman, a heart of gold. When he's in that ring, he's a machine, a fighting machine, and he'll prove it. You know, and a lot of people want to see him lose, we know that, but I'm telling you now, he don't do losing the Gypsy King. He's prepared to die in that ring. He'll give his all. He'll give his all no matter who he fights. But I think he can beat these men twice, twice on the same night and three times on a Sunday. And I'm not just saying it because he's won everything. He's proved everything. He's the only unbeaten man out there. The Tyson Fury show rolls on. There's nothing about today that can beat my son. But I'm, as, I'm more confident than him. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, you're sounding very like well, him. I've got, well, let me tell you, I've got my house on it. That's how confident I am. And I, I, If I lose, I'm in a bag tent. <laughs> but I'm prepared to be in the bag tent. Yeah. Believe me, if I win, there you go. I'm expecting a lot off the Queen if we win. John, when you, when you say the Tyson Fury Roadshow rolls on, how much longer will it roll on? When when will come the time when, when you and he say enough's enough? Well, it's nothing to do with me. He's his own man, but at the minute he's in love with the game and it stops when Tyson says it stops. He don't listen to me, I'm his dad. You know, I, I'm just a confidence booster. I instill in them what they've got in them. I want to bring it out. What's in them, I fetch out of them. But the thing is, he'll stop when he wants to stop. But at the minute, he's in love with the game. He's got, a, he's got this uh, undenying, burning desire to keep going at the minute. You know, but, you know, he could be around three or four years more. He could be done tomorrow. You don't know. Yeah. But uh, what we've got to do, we'll talk about all that after Saturday evening. Yeah.
I realise this this is kind of moving on a bit, but but I heard that that interview with him uh, the other day, and and he was talking about life without boxing, and that's going to be difficult for him because it's all consuming for Tyson, isn't it? Absolutely. With uh, without boxing, I don't think Tyson's got a life. You know, because when he's out the gym for a week or ten days, I can notice uh, a distinct change in him, personality, mental attitude. He needs the boxing game, and he needs to train. He needs to train. Yeah, and that's what he does. He said to me, I've tried to, I've been in the retirement. Look what happened to me when I retired last time. I went to oblivion in no time. Because Tyson, I'll be honest with you, he don't do half measures. If he goes in the pub, he'll drink till five in the morning and get as pissed as he can. You know, if he goes on a run, he'll do a 10K. No problem. He don't do two miles. He don't go to the pub and have two pints of beer. Everything's full on like he's boxing. Full on. And it's going to be... How he is. Without training, he ends up back in the pub. He gets yeah. bored. You know, you can only go out with so many girls and drink so many pints of beer, can't you, and be naughty. And then you want the gym again. And it's going to be full on Saturday night in the ring against oh, the Ulti Wilder. Wait. Yeah. I can't wait. That is going to be pure violence. Pure violence. I've seen men get jailed for less. What's going to happen on Saturday night? Because Tyson don't like him. He's tried to discredit Tyson. He's tried to put him down. He's tried to undermine what he's done. Uh, defamation of character and everything so Deontay Wilder got to pay a price for that and the only thing he's got is a punch you know and at the minute how are you going to land it how are you going to land it on a man you know like Tyson when Tyson don't want to be it Tyson don't get it simple as that he can outbox him outfight him his balls are bigger than he's you know what else can, what can you do Wilder unless Tyson goes to sleep on the job or laps in concentration, that's the only way Wilder can win. And he's not going to do that. Tyson is so focused on this. I've never seen him so focused, to be honest. It's impressive. It's impressive. And I'm learning new stuff about Tyson every day. Yeah. You know, I'm over the moon. With no excuses from Team Fury at all, not. We're full on ready. Team Fury is ready to go. Uh, thanks for talking to us, John, and uh, wish you all the best. And Tyson, all the best yes, and for Saturday night. Scotland very much for support in Tyson all the way you know Scotland means a lot to Tyson when he does his shows out there they all come out in the droves to see him and I want to thank all the Scottish people from the bottom of my heart I love them all God bless you all thanks John good luck John, yes, John. Good luck. Night. it'll be a good spectacle yeah all the best cheers that was John Fury uh, Tyson's dad and uh, I'm thinking the the Fury camp is well fired up well they're right up for it they sound very very confident <laughs> as well yeah. that's for sure yeah I mean, Stevie Clark's really got to do a better <laughs> uh, media conference, doesn't he? On the back of, on the back of listening to the the Tyson Fury build up there, um, incredible. Um, and he's, I, I was I was feeling as if he was going to come through that microphone yeah, and, uh, and be swinging. It was like you know, it was. He's it, ready for the fight yourself. Oh, I think, oh huh? you know, it's, it's passion and uh, again a lot a lot at stake. But it was it was interesting. Like I said, when I want to talk about you know the the. the the presses when they come together yeah. and they, they kind of then, you know, it becomes a bit of a slagging match and all that mm. sort of stuff. But how much in terms of uh, can you impact your opponent in, in, mm. in that moment? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the build-up. Sometimes with boxing, the build-up is actually more exciting and interesting yeah. than, the, than the actual fight. But um, it doesn't sound like that one's going to be any sort of anticlimax. Mm. And, and of course, uh, the, the big night for us uh, begins at five o'clock at Hamden uh, on Saturday, Scotland against Israel. Um, let's get back to where we were if we can, um, having, having listened to um, some Fury uh, chat there. Um, what, 
Do you think the team, Kenny, will be what we expect it to be? Do you think it will be two up front? Will it be Nathan Patterson at right wing back? What What are you thinking? I would. I think we done a assessment. A, sorry, an analysis assessment of Israel for the pro license. Oh yeah, and it was just before. I can't remember. It was when they had the double header, Rob. So it was the the Nations League game and mm. I think it was a qualifier first and then it was a Nations League game so we done an analysis report on them and I think the first time we played we only played one up front mm. and then I think watching it I probably suited maybe two up front and I think the next game we did go two up front I think it was all the McBurney and, and Lyndon Dykes were up front two, right. two decent kind of physical mm. players and I think we were better off in that game so I, I would expect by the way, what two? I don't know because I think everybody will think maybe Dykes and Shea Adams. Mm-hmm. It's again their foil. I think they were they were decent in the in the last international break mm-hmm. there. But I really like Kevin Nisbet. I thought he had a good game in the in the game. I think he's he's a they're all different players, Rob. You mm-hmm. know, so I think any blend of, uh, any two of the three can work. Uh I think the shape of our team will be the same. Uh two up front, I would imagine it will be. And I'd love to see Nathan Patterson get uh, Get that right, really nail that right wing back slot. I think it's tailor made for him the way he plays the game. He's up and down, his, his energy is great, his quality is good as well. You've seen that at the weekend with the cross for Ruth's header. He's, uh, he's got all the attributes to really fill that role, and he could be in that role for a number of years. And we'll hear from Nathan Patterson in the course of the show. He's been doing a media conference talking about things uh, like the Everton interest that uh, there's been in the last uh, month or so, um, the temptation of uh, moving on from Ibrox, the competition uh, at right back, both at club and at uh, country. Um, Well, it's been an unpredictable start to the show. It's been a fairly uh, fiery start to the show, uh, but we're back on track. The Go Radio football show, more football chat coming up. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! Just can't get rid of that Chris guy. Even when he's not on, he's on. He was uh, recapping there. But that's you up to date with all the traffic information. The Go Radio Football Show on a Thursday. It's been some first 25 minutes, uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm going to try and keep a straight face. If it kills me. Uh, we're 48 hours away from Scotland against Israel. It's Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Kenny Miller, I'm pleased to say, is with us. 69 caps, 18 Scotland goals, am I right? As Bang a... on, Rob, as yeah. usual. Yeah. As usual. Yeah. Do you? How many of your Scotland goals do you remember? Every single one. Really? Yeah. Yep. Would you be able to go through them right now? Probably, I. You're going to test me? Uh-huh. Right, okay. So right, hold on, I better, I better get the answers up before you start. <laughs> yeah, so that... We're only on for a couple of hours as well. <laughs> I said, we'll better get through this quickly, no problem. Right. Maybe no in order, to be honest, but first one I know, Iceland, at home. Right, it'd be great if I could get these yep. up in front of me here, wouldn't it? Um, you, yeah, so you scored what 18. was your best one? What was your best one? What was your standout goal for you? Know, your, I, for your I, national I team? think in the, in the performance against Italy at home, I think that was, uh, it was a, the team played great individually had a good day against it was up that day was up against Cannavaro and Nesta it was, wow. it was formidable to say the least it had a good day we got got a goal well, listen we probably should have won it their goal was really fortuitous it was a header at the back and Jackie Mack tried to tried to get a toe to and it literally just caught the end of his boot and it deflected mm. it deflected and I think it was big, big Gordy was in goal that day as well That uh, yeah. in fact so yeah that that's a real one listen love the love the England goal my last my last uh, my last cap it was uh, first time, first time the two teams had met in, I think it was 14, 16 years or so. So it was, a, it was a big occasion, despite it being a friendly. And uh, again, that goal was 
your old teammates manoeuvre the old Mikey Moles turn on the edge of the box yes. and slam it into the bottom corner so it was uh, yeah there's a lot of good moments in the Scotland jersey a lot of a lot of disappointments obviously no making the major finals but obviously the team's got over that now yeah. and again we're, looking for, we're hungry for more now you know we want to make a World Cup after the after the Euros See when you look you look back on that Kenny so again because in Australia there's a lot of players like yourself who were involved with the national team for many years but never had that opportunity to play in a, in a major tournament you never played in a major tournament, never, yeah. and, and does that when when you when you look back, is that one thing that you go? Listen, it's massive. It's a massive. I wouldn't say regret because there's no much more like, we can we, do. We, yeah. we can do about it, you know. But it was when we look at it now, like you look at the pathways that are now there to actually qualify. You yeah. know, it's it is without without kind of stating the obvious, it is easier. You've got the Nations League pathway as well. Uh, you've got the, the the tournaments are getting extended as well, so there's more teams that are able to qualify. I mean, the, the closest we the closest we came was getting Holland in, in a playoff, mm. and we beat them at Hamden and got mm. absolutely scudded away from home six yeah. 0 yeah. uh, We angered them, and then we went. Of course, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the team, you know, like you, you were always going to be up against that. To, to actually beat them at Hamden was a phenomenal achievement, yeah. you know. But uh, and then you go away and, and you get beat, and then we had that that campaign where we had Italy, France, and, and, and Ukraine in our group, and we went mm. so close, beat yeah. France home and away, you know. And that 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 group was Italy and France were the World Cup finalists. Mm. Yep. And Ukraine were World Cup quarterfinals, and we had the three of them in our group. So for us to even get anywhere near that mm. uh, to qualify, yeah. if we beat Italy, I think we had qualified, Robert, yes. in that game. Yeah, yeah. So we took it to the last, last moment, and even in that game, we held our own. We were right in the game. Fergie oh. scored, obviously, he yeah. got an equaliser, yeah. and we were on top. And then we can, the, the second goal was like, I know it was a farce, you know, it was a yeah. free kick against Alan Hutton. They get the free kick, and then they score for the Panucci the scored, didn't they? Yeah, so it was, uh, that, that's what we came, that's as close as I came, you know. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of disappointment campaigns as well, where we really let ourselves down in terms of the performances and the results. But uh, is that does that really hurt you? I, I, listen, it does again. You know, you're, you're, as a fan now, you're delighted looking at, at what the boys achieved there and what Steve and his team achieved in the in the in the last few years to make the uh, the Euros in the summer there. But you look, I mean, you're definitely looking on enviously. I mean, there's a, there's a whole generation of players yeah, that, yeah. like me, you know, yeah. who have played like really really good players, guys yeah. that gave everything for the cause and just never never quite made that step, you know. But listen, that that's gone now. We're looking forward. You're, you're a fan now, and you've got the yeah, yeah. like the the hunger for the team as a fan mm. now because yeah it's, it's like everything you know you, you end one kind of long drought now we're looking we've no made a World Cup for a while now so we're, we're firmly focused mm. on that and, and we don't want it to be a one hit wonder no, no, qualifying for the Euros I, I don't think it will be either Rob I, I really don't I think this is we had that long long barren spell I, I think that the squad's in a real good place I think like you say there's, there is more opportunities now to mm. make the major tournaments uh, different pathways so I think this is listen, I'm not saying we're going to make every one but I, I don't think we'll see another touch wood another <laughs> run like that that we had over the last 20-22 years right I've got the answers up here okay. so so are you able to go through your Scotland goals um, chronologically oh chron I don't know no, no, but, I think okay, I'll be able to give right. you them but I don't know if we'll right, so, can you keep can, can you keep count to see if he gets to 18, the 18 no, goals severe, yeah, yeah, right severe. okay right, so, your, your time Mr Miller starts now Iceland yeah yeah that was the first one Germany yep. that was the second one and Austria mm -hmm, was the third one Italy was the fourth one. Norway, Norway was the were the fifth and sixth. Faroes, mm, no. One well, one Switzerland, in, was, yes, yep. Switzerland and Faroes. Yep. Lithuania. Yep. What were we at now was nine, nine, and we've got. <laughs> I can, then we've got. We've got nine. We've got. I'm not sure. Uh, I've got faith in your counting. To be gone, honest. No, no, I'm joking. Uh, nine, we're going Ukraine. Um, no, you said that Croatia. No, I never said Ukraine because I'm not there. 
Croatia. I can give you the last. Well, Croatia, I, Ukraine. Right, well, Ukraine and then Croatia. Yep, yep. Ukraine, then Croatia. Mm-hmm. Then Cyprus. Mm, there somewhere. Quite a few Not away. Quite, quite a few away, is it? Yep. Okay, Liechtenstein. Yes, that's the next one. Then you'll have uh, Northern Ireland. Correct. Wales. Yes. Then Cyprus in there. No, one, one, one before more. Cyprus. One before Cyprus. Czech Republic. Correct. Then Cyprus. Then Cyprus. Two, two to go. Two to go. Then we'll finish up with obviously England, the last one. Mm-hmm. And I've got one more. <laughs> I tell you what. At Hamden. Top at Hamden. So far. And it was. September 2012. September 2012. I'm trying to believe this, and you've put me under severe, and I knew it. I... This would be a crying shame if you only did oh, missed out Macedonia. on one. Correct. Correct. Well, well done. Well. James, James Forrest, Ed, sorry, James Morrison, cut back, tap yeah. and thanks for coming. Yep. <laughs> Brilliant. Not, not bad. Top memory. Yep. Better, better than mine. Right, we'll, right, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll do your club goals now, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah. well, but for you, I mean... Where, where, where is the picking order in your career as you look back on it? Are those the best moments of all scoring for Scotland? You know, or, it does, or, or you know, or, or do club moments override that? No, listen, I, I wouldn't say one overrides the other. I think there's there's been some great moments for for club and country. Let's say the the, the, the pinnacle of a player's career. When you're a young boy, you, you want you want to play in a World Cup. You want to represent your country. You want to you want to win things. You want to you want to make it first and foremost. You know. So, like playing for your country is, is an incredible honour. Uh, again, I was fortunate enough to do it quite a few times. I wore the armband a few times. You know, there was there was not a, a bigger honour. There was not a prouder man in Scotland over these times wearing that armband, uh, like leading the country out. It was phenomenal times, real good memories. Again, when you go to club football as well, had some really good times, played with some really good players, really good squads, teams. Uh, again, big moments, cup final goals, Champions League moments, like, for, for club football that's your pinnacle is, is, your, is your Champs League when you start out a season you want to win a league it's a long long hard graft you want to at the end of the season you want to be celebrating so again being fortunate enough to have a few of them you scored for so, Rangers and Celtic in the Champions League which did, is some yes. achievement yep, it was, yeah. again great, great games you know that's where you want to be that's why you go to these clubs mm-hmm. you know you, you want to test yourself against the best you get that opportunity in the national football as well you know, I, I look back at some of the, the, the again when you're talking about kind of collection jerseys I always when I first started out I thought I, I would like to collect Jersey's a striker because I'm a striker. But then as it kind of moved on, you end up getting the guys that you're against. Exactly. The guys that you're against. So when you look through the kind of my generation of centre backs, like like domestically and, and like whether it be playing in England or in Scotland, like Rio Ferdinand's, John Terry, Saul Campbell's, uh, Vidic's, these mm-hmm. kind of guys who managed to play against them. And again, they're real, real tough tests because they're, they're the best centre backs in the world. And internationally, you come up against, like we've mentioned, Cannavaro's, Nestor's, PK's, Puyol's, these kind of guys. Uh, it's, you're up against the best of the best and I, I loved you know I'd never ever claim to be the best of the best but I love the challenge you know I love pitting my wits against the best and you know what they might be quicker or stronger than that was about your brain now you've got to try and find a way to get the best out of you, the best performance out of yourself to give your team the chance to get a result so loved it absolutely loved it uh, again let's like say these these international games are they do bring that little that buzz around still as, as a fan to watch them and and see how the team goes. And like I said, I think the team's in a real good place. Yeah. Looking forward to the game Saturday. Yeah, the, I mean, lots of the guys now would echo what you're saying in terms of just that pure joy of playing for Scotland. But obviously, in the in the past, whatever, however many years, there have been times where people have been 
staying in, washing their hair rather than turning up for Scotland or finding excuses. And, you know, whereas now, Kenny, it's, you know, as you would have it, it's, you know, I've got to be there. I want to be part of this. Absolutely. It's, it's like it's like a it's like a sort of club mentality they've got going. It there. looks that way again. You, I mean, you heard Gareth Southgate talk a lot about that over the last couple of tournaments with the England team trying to create that. Mm. Uh, I think we we've always kind of had it to be honest with you, Rob. Over the I mean, I mean, the Scotland lads turn up and they go. I mean, like you say, yeah. The, the one thing I'd say about I mean, and I've been somebody about the injury things and pulling out because mm. it's an astro or this. You know what? not everybody's the same you know and international football is not for everybody you're away long long times and if you know someone who's playing you're away for 10-12 days at a time this time obviously now you've got three games yeah. but it's obviously it's still the time, same time scales you're away for 10-12 days you're travelling if you're not getting a game it, it, sometimes it can be tough you know so, you come, uh, because you come back when you're saying if you're away 10 or 12 days and potentially you're not getting that game time and a lot of players then go back to clubs and, and struggle. You've maybe lost out a wee bit, Oz, you know, and that's that's the thing struggle a lot of people say. Struggle to get back say. into a team. Yeah. Or, so, uh, it's no, listen, it's not for everybody, but it's great to see the team in, in the place that it's at at the moment where everybody seems to want to turn up again. Everybody wants to see me play. And you know what? That's what happens when there's there's tournaments on the line, you know? Mm. I mean, I look at, it's funny, I look, I mean, I, obviously I know wee Billy well. And mm. uh, I was on the phone, and I mean, you've not even got a cap yet, and you're going to a major finals, yeah. you know. Like you've got guys like like, like Shea Adams, like yeah. he's 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 literally comes in with, with a few games to go, and there's, yeah. there's guys that have fought for you. But listen, that's what happens when you've got that opportunity. What a it's a real platform to go and show how good a player you are, you know. These 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 international tournaments and there's there's the opportunities that can come with it, the profile that it can give you if you go and do well. There, there's so much to gain. So listen, why would you not want to be part of an international setup with a team that have got a real opportunity to go and showcase their talent at the, on the highest level? See, see, sorry, Rob. Seeing the so the big games are never an issue for Scotland, Kenny, and you can speak about yep. this because you've been involved. Um, it seems to be the games you'd, you'd expected to win or go and dominate that have always been the ones that have that have bitten. Yeah. Um, you Any know, reason? Like, I mean, I'm saying, what's what's the reason? Like, because obviously the mentality doesn't doesn't change. But you see, like for me, there's a template. There's a clear template in terms of how Scotland do well. You look at recent performances in the Euros against England, uh, and you look at most recently against Austria. Mm. Right, for me, there's there, there's a pretty clear template in terms of what is a successful brand for Scotland. You definitely need two up top. Yep. You definitely need two up top, uh, and you you definitely need to be in opponents' faces and bite and impress them. But then there needs to be an intelligence when in possession. They're, they're the games when, when when Scotland have really excelled. I think when the pressure's not on Scotland in terms of this is a game that we should be winning and winning comfortably, there's always been a game that maybe they've struggled with. Listen, that's been the way. and I, I, I don't think it's to do with... Uh, like, I think you're right. I mean, again, I don't necessarily agree that, that we need to have two up front. I, I'm a fan of the of the way we've played before. I think in this game, I think we need to play two up front. I think the way it suits... Playing that way against Israel, I think definitely it suits us better than than the game before, the one I alluded to earlier. I think we really struggled in that game. I felt the way they they've got a really good front two. Mm. Uh, Zahavi. Yep, and they've got uh, and Dabur. That, yeah, Dabur, Dabur, and, yeah. they, and they've, but they also had a Solomon. six who I think's missing in this game. Is right? Is it Nash called as a the captain? Yeah, he's he out. ran the game yeah. uh, before because we couldn't get close to him. Mm. Whereas we rectified that the second game and they hardly mm. touched the ball. And lead us to say we were actually a lot more successful. We did have two up in that game as well. So I think in this game, I think we do need to. But I don't think it needs to be like this is as, as, as blatant as that. But mm. you're right. When we toil was when we're expected to win. You know the games again. The one game that sticks in my mind over my whole career. We've had many a game like that was it was a Georgia game, Rob, mm. where we went to Georgia and we just were off the back of some fantastic results. And if we win that. We potentially could have been. If you look what happened after, we probably mm. would have made it. Yeah. You know, and we fell short. 
we fell short. And in that night in particular, we probably should have changed the way we played because we, the, the approach for away games maybe needs to be a little bit different. You know, and we felt we fell short that night because I think we just came off the back of a real good result against Ukraine before it, and we, we kind of went with the same the, the same kind of mindset, and we, we, we fell short that night. But by the way, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But yeah, listen, I, 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 like, I like the way the team is at the moment. And I think if we're looking at what the team potentially could be, I think there will be two up front. We'll, we'll stick. We'll, we have now got that, you say, that template. That's, we've got a system that works for us. We've got players that for me are really, really good players. Again, mm. I've been banging the drum now for a few years of thinking I think we need to we need to be a little bit more uh I think we, we deserve a little bit more credit when you look at the footballers we've got. But we need to like when you say that the games have been successful, the games that we did set up potentially not to get beat. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we can have that defensive base and we can be hard to break down and we can we can always nick a goal because we've always had good players. Mm. We can always nick a goal. I think now We've got a group where I think we can be a little bit more possession based. I think yep. we can be a little put put a little bit more emphasis on what we are rather. And, and by the way, what we are is definitely we'll, we'll fight for the cause and yeah, we'll defend yeah. and we'll put our bodies on the line. That is there. That's in the DNA. But I think you look at the team could potentially be a Billy Gilmore in the middle. Yep. Wonderful footballer needs the ball. Yep. By the way, he'll work his socks off for the team. Mm-hmm. If you want to see the best of Billy, you get on the ball. Callum McGregor, same. probably the same. John McGinn. John McGinn's probably a little bit more hustle and bustle there yeah. too, which is why he's a real good probably foil for there too. Brilliant. And he was the one that got onto that score in that game yep. and he absolutely smothered them and yep. he never got a touch. And by the way, he's also got a goal in him mm-hmm. as he's seen with his, yeah, yeah. His, his last three, four years. And, and by the way, playing at the top level. You know, all these guys playing at the top, top level. So, but they're really good footballers. You talk about McTominay maybe being the centre-back. Mm-hmm. Well, McTominay's a good midfielder. Yeah. He plays for Man United. Mm-hmm. So, I really like him in there. Kieran Tierney's arguably... Arsenal's best performer you know he's, he could be on the left side of the and I, I like the thought of McTominay as a midfielder there because he can play mm. but he's got great great size good physique love the thought of a full back playing the, on the on the outside of the centre backs because when Robertson's bombing on Kieran Tierney can then shuffle across into his natural habitat yep. which is dealing with guys in wider areas I just think there's a real good bat and I've already touched about Patterson his, uh, his energy his athleticism to get up and down that flank his quality like I said as we've seen I think we've got a real, real good balance. And we've seen with the two up front, Adams and Dykes, there is a good foil there. Uh, Dykes wins a lot of balls in there. Shea Adams gets the ball, hold it where he gets on the end. So we've got a good team. I just think that, sorry, Rob, I just think that, so see... By the way, I've just picked the team there. No, so no, 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 In terms of the way that Scotland play, when you're talking about now in terms of there's an opportunity for them to dominate possession a lot more, that will then, in my opinion, give them the flexibility to have two or one up top. I think the concern previously is that there hasn't been much domination of the ball and good spells of possession. And therefore, Lyndon Dykes up top has been isolated and really, really struggled. Yeah. Uh, and, and and therefore not creating a, a lot of opportunities. And if you're a team that dominates the ball, like I said, then you, I believe you, you've got the flexibility to have yeah. that one or two up top. Obviously, you know, the, the width is very, very important. I think in this game against Israel, they're the key areas for me because it's so important that I think Scotland can pin Solomon further back so he's having to worry about that because you don't want him going the other way he, he's an unbelievable yeah. player they've got some great talent that can hurt you mm. in the wide areas McTominay probably comes into the middle of the defence I think as the central one out of the three I just knew I wasn't going to have to ask Kenny Miller to pick his Scotland team I had a <laughs> feeling it was just going to happen naturally and it did The Go Radio Football Show with the taxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you Let's go, go.
Buzz goes on Go Radio and it's the football show on a Thursday and we're looking ahead of course to Scotland against Israel on Saturday then it's the Pharaohs in Torshavn um, so many uh, nightmare memories of Torshavn and games against the Pharaohs of old but hopefully we're sailing into that one on the back of another three points on the back of the, the win of course for Scotland in Vienna which has uh, put us in uh, pretty good shape uh, lots of uh, positive noises at the moment as Scotland just like to keep on improving If you're honest and you watch the games you, you can see a lot of progress over the last couple of years and if that progress continues then we, we can become a a really solid international team and that's what the aim is. We want to go from being a, a pot three team to a pot two team. We want to keep improving. Not so long ago, Scotland were a pot four team. Let's stay on that path. Let's work together. And everybody working together in Scotland to make sure that the national team keeps improving. In Stevie, we trust and uh, let's hope uh, that that momentum does continue. Rob McLean with Craig Moore and Kenny Miller in the studio on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. We've got uh, Ryan on the line who is a Scotland fan, a St. Johnston fan as well. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, very well. Yourself? Yeah, all good. All How's good. that team of yours doing? Are they on the way to more silverware this season? Well, uh, we got our first win on Saturday against Dundee, so that's all the positives. So, um, on to the big one against Celtic so in a few weeks. So, hopefully, hopefully, got to be positive. Oh, well, plenty of reason to be positive, <laughs> that's for sure, on the back of what uh, what your team has done. What about Scotland, Ryan? How are you feeling about that this weekend? Yeah, positive, very positive. I think we've got a, a good squad. Um, we've just got to go and be confident and attack. I think if we get the first goal, um, we could be on to a, a good one. Um, but it's, always, it's going to be nervous. I'm already nervous for it because it's a must-win game, in my opinion. Do you get nervous? Will you be nervous on Saturday, Kenny Miller? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, similar to Ryan there, I'm, I'm real positive. Uh, I'm not expecting a a landslide win. I think no. if you look at the games, that they've been really, really tight over the last three or four years, maybe won or lost by the odd goal. I do think we've got the capability to win it uh, and win it well, but it's again, the evidence would kind of suggest that we can't underestimate Israel, that's for sure, because they've got some real threats in their team. We've touched on three, four, five of them already. Marciano in goals. Yeah, good yeah, players, they've got beat on it in yeah. defence. Again, we've already talked about the front two who are, yeah. are goal scorers uh, and give them the chance and we've seen that and we've suffered that over the in some of the games. Give them the chance they can score goals. So, but uh, like I said, keep saying that the team's in a real good place. So I'm positive and looking forward to the game. I wonder if Leo Labada might feature Craig Moore for, for yeah. Israel. You know, he's obviously breaking into that full international setup at the moment. And, and for Celtic, he's been on fire, hasn't he? Well, he hit very much so. He, he certainly hit the ground running with, with Celtic. 19 year old Kenny, you know. Just, uh, Tom Hamid uh, was talking about him. We were saying young Tom lad. Uh, yeah, Western Western he was talking about him and he says, yeah, real, real young talent. Uh, you know what he, t he does really, really well for me is, yes, he's a wide player, but see when it's on the other side, Kenny, he gets himself in at that back post and he's already scored three Hungry or four goals. goals. Yeah. Hungry for goals. Take, yeah. Takes up a really good position. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't stay out waiting. Um, what might happen, he goes in and he's, he's getting his goals and getting his rewards. Um, He's still pushing to get into the starting eleven yeah. uh, side for for Israel, but he's he's had a fantastic start to his Celtic career, that's for sure. And at 19 years of age, he looks a real promising find. Ryan, what are you thinking about your your Scotland team for? I don't know if you heard Kenny uh, giving his uh, selection. I, I guess there are probably about eight places in that team that are near certainties, uh, and maybe debate over over three others. What are you thinking? Yeah, I've, I've, I think he'll stick with the same team. 
Um, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll change much. Obviously, um, Hanley's suspended, so one change in the uh, back well, three. Hanley, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's gutting because he's been on. I think he's been flying. He's been great, hasn't he? Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, and he's just went for strength to strength for each game that he's played for Scotland. I mean, I I was probably not as big as fan at the start, but he's he's really become a real good good player. Um, but hopefully, we can get a good result. Um, hopefully, Tierney and and all the rest of them are are ready ready to go. Um, and we can't underestimate Israel because they are, as you said, are a great team and it's been so tight. I think it could be maybe just a goal in it to yeah. decide the match. Hopefully, it goes to us. I think most Scotland fans, Craig Moore, probably feel the same about Grant Hanley. He'd, I think he had a three-year international exile mm. and part one of his Scotland career was probably, for most Scotland fans, fairly forgettable, to yep. be perfectly honest. Um, but his performances uh, since he's come back into the international fold have, have been outstanding. Yeah, look, I mean, the level that... Kenny, you touched on the, the level of players um, that, that now represent Scotland and they're experiencing this day in, day out, week in, week out. Um, and, and Hanley's come into this team um, and done a really, really good job. Um, for me, in, in that, that centre of the defence, the, the central figure of the three, he reads the game well. Uh, he's got good uh, good speed as well, which obviously allows uh, you know the opportunity to, to maybe cover in, in certain areas. Um, he's he's been really steady, and and I think again it's important that in terms of defence that you can have um, a stable backline as much as you possibly can because that then gives you the opportunity I think to to go on and and build and and you know that in terms of the wider areas what Scotland look to do and mm. those three positions are really really important. Hanley's done a he's done a great job, but again day in day out playing at a top level, training at a top level translates to to international football if you're the right professional and you're the right character, which clearly he is. The great thing for Scotland, and and this is what you are talking, you were talking about earlier on, Kenny, assembling a top squad where it's not all about, it's not just about 11 players, it's about everybody and who comes in when Grant Hanley's suspended. Jack Hendry, I mean, yeah. the, the the thinking will be, I guess, that he'll probably move in one, that, that Scott McTominay will play right of the back three, Hendry will probably be the central one, maybe, maybe not, yeah. but he will feature, you would think, and he's playing with Club Bruges and, um, they drew with PSG in the Champions League and then they, they won in Leipzig and, and he was very much part of that. He's a player that's really developing, isn't he? Yes, again, he's another player. I mean, like Grant, Grant was young when he came into the national team to start again. He was a kind of thrown into a Blackburn mm -hmm. initially when he was a young young player. Then obviously straight into the national team. Jack's obviously, like you say, the level that he's playing at now. Again, the level the player that he's playing against when he's playing the Champions League, it doesn't get any higher. And he's performing... Uh, his team's had some great results and again, he'll have had to have been on his game to play against these types of teams at that level. Mm -hmm. He'll be getting asked questions constantly about how to defend, whether he's blocking, heading, tackling, he'll be doing all that, which he'll need to do as, as a centre-back, particularly playing for Scotland. But I'm just looking here, I've just wrote, wrote down that, that team that I had, I kind of thought that might be, forget about Ryan Fraser, he could, mm -hmm. be, he could play a right wing back as well and has done in the past, again, yep. a Premier League player. Yep. Uh, Ryan Christie. Ryan Christie, you've got David Turnbull, you've got Kenny McLean, but you're talking about the centre-back, Liam Cooper. Playing mm -hmm. the Premier League yep. every week at Leeds, yep. you know. So the, the the strength and depth of the squad really, really good. Uh, Stuart Armstrong again, really, really like him in the middle of midfield. Mm -hmm. Always have done. Really good player, Premier League player. Like we're we're probably he just gets maybe overlooked. Again, outstanding footballer. You know. So he's another one you throw into the mix there that that could start. By the way, yeah, he could actually start and. Whether you're picking Stuart Armstrong or or Callum McGregor or John McGinn, these guys are, they've never when they've chosen been chosen to play, they've never ever let the team down. You know, 
listen, you might not play great every time again, no player does, mm -hmm. but they go on, they do the job and they're more than capable. That's why I really, really like the squad and I have, like I said, I've been banging the drum for a few years now, I think we do start need to believe a little bit more because I think we've got a really good team. Best, best squad for a long, long time, you know, Kenny touches on the, the depth and, and, and when you talk about depth and, and the levels that, that these players are playing at, they're, they're playing at the highest level. So all of a sudden, when you're looking at your bench or you want to impact a game and Kenny will know about that being involved in the coaching side, you need players that are going to come on and make that impact. But I tell you what, you're confident now knowing that that depth and quality is is there with those players. Um, so, that, so that's a great thing to Jack Henry we, Kenny were you in Australia when he was uh, on loan at Man uh, Melbourne City no because he got injured didn't he quite he early got, so I think I might have had a crossover but he was already injured but again for anybody out there that's that, that's listening or, or looking to aspire to be a top player and it's just not happening at the moment mm. his turnaround has been, has been incredible yeah. and in a very short space of time yeah I mean we've had him on the show uh, and he's, yeah. he's a really impressive talker um, about his uh, development as a human being far less as development Absolutely, as a footballer yeah. um, and he obviously he had that season at Ostend and he was playing in the against you know the top Belgian teams and, and that, that's obviously that's where the move came from he was so impressive for Ostend um, who managed to sign him from Celtic not sure that was a great deal uh, from Celtic's point of view but it certainly worked out for him now he's playing Champions League with Club Bruges and you would imagine he, he, he's going to be a stick on in, into that Scotland team Saturday night well, well, you would think so. Again, he's a, he's a natural, he's a natural replacement for for Grant Hanley. The good thing, the good thing about it again is because this, like these guys are now going to have to be playing at the top of their game and not even playing in training now. So for Grant Hanley get to back, like, like, to get back into the team, he's going to need to have shown something this week because he's, he's missed out because of suspension. And now you've got again whether it's whether it's Jack Henry or Liam Cooper, like these guys are playing at real good levels. You know, so it actually might be it's one of them where you might be looking think. There's maybe eight guys that might be harsh that they're not playing. Mm -hmm. Never mind who is going to play. There's maybe six or seven, eight guys that you're looking at thinking they're actually unlucky not to play. Well, that, that's yeah. good though. That's good though, it's, Kenny. It's that's excellent. A and, that's why, yeah. and that's why the training and that's why the camps are, should be so competitive, you know, yeah. because the, the levels are there and everybody's going to want to play. But if, if Steve, which looks like he can at the moment and it's great, he's keeping a real harmony within the squad. Yes, guys are going to be disappointed if they don't play, but it doesn't look like they're, they're showing it too much, yeah. which is what you need to move forward. Ryan, what's your scoreline for Saturday night? I'm going for a 1-0 victory to Scotland. We will settle for 1-0. Sounds good. Good to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers. Ryan. Cheers, All the best. Cheers. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with TheTaxiCentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, 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 go. Yeah, five o'clock Saturday for Scotland against Israel. Looking forward to it as well at the National Stadium and the full... Crowd signs. What's what's the word I'm looking for? 
Uh, full house. The capacity. Full house capacity, capacity crowd. It's going to be full. There's going to be no empty seats. That was the, the phrase I was looking for. Scotland, Israel at five o'clock on Saturday. The under-21s are playing tonight. Five past seven kickoff um, at Tynecastle. And this is the Scotland team that plays Denmark. Kieran Slicker in goals. Harrison Ashby, Josh Doig, Lewis Mayo. Stephen Welsh is the captain, not getting into the Celtic starting 11 at the moment, but he captains the under twenty one. Lewis Fiorini Glenn Middleton who was on loan at St Johnson from Rangers of course Stephen Kelly back at Rangers Adam Montgomery of Celtic is in the team Jack Burrows and Ben Williamson another loanee loaned out by Rangers at the moment uh, he is currently playing for Livingston good luck to the under 21s uh, tonight against Denmark one of the big uh, football stories which is uh, circulating around at the moment concerning one of Craig Moore's oh. former clubs uh, Saudi Arabian backed takeover of Newcastle United has been completed uh, the Premier League has approved the takeover after receiving legally binding assurances that the Saudi state would not control the club. Instead, the Public Investment Fund, you'll be understanding all this, Craig, oh. which will provide 80% of funds for the £300 million deal mm. is seen as separate to the state. The sale went through after the deal passed the Premier League owners and directors test. Could be a big day, couldn't it, for Newcastle United, your old team? It's Absolutely massive, massive news. Just seeing some of the footage coming through at St. James's Park. And um, look, very, very passionate supporter base down there as well. Uh, I was only down there for a couple of years, but really enjoyed my time, Rob. And the fans every season desperate for success. And for so many years, unfortunately, they've they've not had a team, they've not had a club that, that really has looked like making any kind of progress. Um, so... Not saying that money, money will guarantee you uh, to, to, to shoot up the way, but I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done at, at Newcastle. Um, but a wonderful position. Uh, they're third bottom of the league at the moment. So yeah. so work to be done. I don't expect to, to see massive changes uh, immediately. But I tell you what, there's a lot of excitement down there at Newcastle in, in potentially what can be achieved over the next three to five years. With that kind of money, good planning, good recruitment, good infrastructure... A lot of development they're talking about in terms of improvement in the city because it is one of the stadiums that is based in the city centre. Mm -hmm. um, so this is massive, massive news for, for Newcastle and I'm absolutely delighted for the fans. It's a club, Kenny, that's been misfiring for a long time, hasn't it, Newcastle United? And it's got such a, a massive and passionate fan base as well. Yeah, amazing club, you know. A top, top club. Loved going to play there. Like the, the stadium's amazing. The noise that comes out. Again, they're obviously so, so passionate. They're just craving for success. And they've been so close over the years, like the FA Cup finals that they've got yeah. to and just, just missed out. Uh, on, on a couple of occasions, it's... Uh, yeah, they're craving for... You can look at the pictures, you know, it's... it's the fans will be delighted. They'll be thinking the money and the investment is going to, like you say, is going to shoot them up straight away. It is going to take time. You know, yeah. they can't sign a player again or get, get a new player for another few yeah. months yet anyway. Yeah. But again, it might just give that 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 little boost that they need because firstly, they need to stay in the league. You know, because they are a team over the last 10 years who have kind of been up and down a little bit as well. So, yeah, these fans will definitely be looking forward to the remainder of the season and again, for the next, like Oz says, the next kind of two, three years, uh, potentially challenging for yeah, we've got the old Sky Sports News screen on in the studio and it is just full of fans in black and white shirts uh, filling the streets of Newcastle and celebrating today's news about that Saudi takeover 
and uh, hoping, of course, that it's going to spark a major turnaround in the club's fortunes. Uh, looking ahead to Saturday, of course, uh, Scotland against Israel with Kenny and with Craig and with John Bleasdale as well. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How you doing? Kenny, yeah. what are you doing back in Scotland when it's hitting the bad weather? You <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love when it's zero degrees rather than 35. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying he's a fair weather footballer? I told you to talk about the climate, but no, it's good to hear he's back over. Um, he's a good player in this time, Scotland ship. Sure was. John, what are you thinking about this game Saturday? Yeah, I'm getting quite nervous in the lot. Um, what's at stake? We don't have a great record against Israel in 90 minutes, um, but I'm sure that's got to change at some point. Hopefully that will change on Saturday. And you're you're heading into the game, I take it, yes? Yeah, I'm taking them. I'm taking my son Cam, meeting up with other family members and can't wait, especially the fact it's a full house as well. First full house for a couple of years now. I think the last full house was um, England four years ago. So, um, and after everything we've been through over the past uh, 18 months, obviously with uh, COVID, etc., and just crowds, to have a full um, Hamden again will be tremendous. I mean, Ken, you also know what it was like from the um, 2008 campaign. Every time you walked in Hamden and seen it fill, it was, it's just tremendous. No, nothing better. Nothing better than a full house at hand. And again, for me, I always like the Saturday afternoon games. Uh, three o'clock kickoff. Fest. Fans have just had enough time just to get a few beers in them as well, so they're turning <laughs> up just, a bit. Just, just a few. <laughs> they're turning up a bit lively. Full house, fifty thousand there. Yeah, nothing better. You're walking out representing your country against a top nation, and you're you're there. You're, you're there to work. You're there to win. Great, great feeling. Brilliant to play it. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward as a fan. I'll be there. Be there supporting yeah. the boys as well. That's what I was going to ask in terms of uh, full house capacity. What what is capacity? Fifty thousand. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, it's yeah. around about fifty. Yeah. I would think, John. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's around about fifty. Um, that's certainly what we've been told. So um, yeah, um, can't wait. I, I don't think there'll be many visiting fans either. Um, so it will be all Scots. So hopefully we can make that advantage count. But that is going to be tough. Um, well, it's not. Kid ourselves, Israel not a bad side, and yeah. they also beat Austria five two last month. But if we play similar to what we did against Austria, um, I think we should win the game. And, and well, just to correct you, some you said last week that she had Yeah, I know. That, that was my, had one booking. Yeah. I know. It was I mean, my, my, he was just testing you, John. Yeah, he was just testing my, you. my research team let me down badly. When I get something right, I claim it myself. But when I get something wrong, I blame others for it. Um, Grant yeah. Hanley suspended. Che Adams not. Um, and as you say, John, we're, you know these these two sets of players don't, certainly don't. Need, we're not going to need introductions on Saturday because um, every 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 group we go into seems to contain Israel as well. And here's Stevie Clark talking today about the quality of that Israeli team. I think both teams know each other. We know each other's players very well. Obviously, I think they're a good team. I said that way back at the start when we first played them. I think they were underestimated a little bit. People can now see the qualities that they've got. I think the coach. Willie Rutensteiner has done a really good job with them, got them organised. And they have dangerous forwards. And when you've got dangerous forwards, you're always a threat. Yeah, we've been raving already about Manor Salomon and, and what he does and uh, Dabur and particularly John Zahavi, who, who just got this. I mean, he's almost, in recent times, he's almost goal a game uh, for Israel. It's remarkable for, for a team that's not one of the, the top-notch teams around the world. Yeah, I think the world ranking is... Um but flaws because I don't think they're as bad as what um, no as, you know as what the rankings suggest and we all know that the rankings can be a bit flawed at times but I also don't think they're as good as what we make them out to be I think at times we've shown them too much respect and we need to um, you know by all means respect them but impose our game about you know we've got a good team and uh, you know the team that, um, that will come out and imagine will be close to what 
um, it was in the game against Austria last month that won. Obviously, the main change being, I would, what I'm thinking, McTominay will come in at right centre back and Hendrick will move in the middle with Hanley being out, mm-hmm. which is a blow. I never thought I'd say that a few years ago, so well done to him. Yep. But I think we've got the players capable of um, stopping Sir Harvey and imposing their game to you know, sneak a 1 0 or a 2 0. It's, it's always difficult, Kenny, isn't it, tweaking the balance between respecting an, op- an opponent like Israel, who we know all about, uh, and actually going in feeling confident, uh, you know, f- yes, feeling confident about winning, but you, you know what I mean, that, that line between confidence and respect for what yeah. they do. Uh, listen, for me, it's, it's, it's just about the prep. It's about your prep. You've got to do your work on, on your opposition. You have to do it. You have to be aware of their threats and, and their weaknesses for that matter. But for me, you have to impose your game. You know, so you need to, firstly, you need to decide what that is. Again, and that, that's a job obviously for Steve and his staff and then you need to impose your game on them I, I, I agree we have got some really really good players I've said it many a time I've said it many times on this show we need to we need to impose our game on them we need, we, we've got the players where we can control the game and if you, when you couple the, the, the qualities that we've got and we've talked about players and players that are not going to play already on the show you couple that with the desire the work ethic and the fight that always goes with any Scotland team it's a recipe for, for success you know so yep I think we need to impose our game on them and I think we can be a little bit more adventurous like Oz was saying maybe a little bit more adventurous in possession and, and, and focusing on us to be and having our good players on the ball I mean, there's no point in having these good players who are good footballers if we're not going to have the ball you know so yeah it's about making, making progress, isn't it? And, and it is step by step. And Stevie Clark is is is, a, is quite a cautious person yeah, by, yeah. by nature, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you do see the progress, you do see the development, you do see the improvement. But it is that step by step thing, you know, whereby the belief yeah. grows going into games like this. And, and massively, like I said, the starting point was pot four, uh, with the aim now mm. to to be a pot two team. So that again, that's looking at at progression. Um, you know, people think he's a little bit reserved. I mean, of course, he, he wants to, to, to keep his cards close to his chest. He wants to manage the situation, make sure that nobody gets carried away. But he seems to to have a, a real confidence about the job that he's doing. He has a, a squad that seems to be extremely happy. And Kenny touched on it before. You know, sometimes you can get players that maybe aren't playing and can be a little bit disruptive. That's not the case in this national team at the moment. Everyone seems to be part of, um, you know, the, the, the success that they're experiencing. Rob, once you get a taste of it, you want more. You want more. So these players, you know, a lot of these players have had that experience now of the Euros. They want a World Cup. They want to continue to play at the highest level. Kenny touched on it earlier on in terms of, you know, the Champions League for club football, um, you know, the, the Euros or World Cups. That's what players want to play in. That's what they want to test themselves against. Managers are no different. Steve Clark's no different. He wants to put himself in that environment as well. And there has been progress. You know, there's, like Steve, Steve says it himself. You can see it. If anybody who's watching the team can see that the progress that's getting made. And you're right, Rob. We can say what we want about there. We think we can be more adventurous. We should do this or we should do that. You don't go for one extreme or the other. No. You, you don't go for being a, a team who's maybe been toiling or, or lacking a bit of confidence to a team that's playing a, amazing attacking football, fully confidence. That comes with time. That comes with results and success. But we've had a bit of that. We've made the Euros and that's where I think there is a, a bigger belief within the squad, within the country, that we can actually, and I think that's why we're now, you move to the next stage now, you start to become more demanding. You know, you yeah. think, well, you know what, we are actually good players. We do have guys that are representing top Premier League teams, guys who are playing Champions League in Europe and Europa League football every single year. Mm. Uh, and, and they're not just also-ran players, there's some players that are their, some, they're, they're top players in their respective teams. You know, so we do get a little bit carried away, obviously. Yeah. But 
listen, I think we've got every right to be because with this group of players uh, and the response that Steve seems to be getting from them, I think we can be really hopeful of, of what's coming. But you have that as well. When you have success, Rob, automatically expectation follows. You know, that the, you need to go and qualify for the World Cup. And you want that, don't you? Otherwise, it's failure. And, and then it's like, OK, well, then you're qualifying for Euros and World Cups. Qualifying's not enough. You need to get through your group stage. It's It never stops. And, and that's the kind of environment... Um, that you need to have to continually be able to improve, and you need the players to thrive on that. Of course, because who wants to who wants to rest on the laurels? You want to kick on. You want to go and be better. You want to earn the next goal. Mm. You know. So yeah, let's let's hope the squad's got that mentality. And they're, again, but the look at the, this campaign has been gone. They absolutely have, and they'll be looking forward yeah. to a World Cup as much as they did the Euros. Here's Stevie Clark talking about all that quality within his squad. It, it is it is a fantastic conundrum for me as a as a coach. I want as many good players as I can. And then I have to make the right decisions for, for particular games. And obviously the more good players you've got in the squad, the better. And like you say, it shows the level of player that we've got now in the national squad. And I think it's pure Stevie Clark that, that he's called up. Uh, Stuart Armstrong, who hasn't kicked the ball for Southampton for, for quite a while now. I'm not quite sure when his, his last game was, but he, he's been out at the start of the season in England for Southampton. But he's obviously had a conversation with Stevie Clark. Um, and he feels that with a, with some training uh, and and what he's done, he was on the bench I think for Southampton last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be ready to to be involved. So uh, and Stevie Clark has has faith in him, and he knows that he can deliver something within that squad that nobody else can potentially yeah. maybe off the bench. Yeah, but again, he's kind of he's he's having that opportunity to to see Armstrong when he's in camp, how he presents himself, how he trains, how he is, whether he's starting, whether he's not starting. That's all really important, especially international football. It, it is so important. It's completely different to club football. You need to make sure that when those players come come together, they're absolutely delighted to see one another. Um, that there's there's a good feeling in the dressing room. They have that. Armstrong is a player that's come come in and out in terms of the the, the national team stuff and also the club football. But I tell you what, and Kenny, you know this better. Than, he's a really really intelligent football player mm. who has goals in his game. Um, he's obviously desperate to play. Uh, in terms of getting as, as many starts as he possibly can. But if he doesn't, then he's doing all the right things so that when he does get that opportunity, the manager's like that, boom, there you go, no problem, I've got total confidence in you. And they seem to have that relationship. John Kenny's already picked Stevie Clark's team for him. The pressure's off uh, the national <laughs> team manager because his team is selected for him already. Um, so what, what I think uh, I'm right in saying Kenny is going for is Craig Gordon and goals, uh, a back three of McTominay, Hendry and Tierney, uh, Patterson and Robertson are the, the wing backs. Gilmore, McGregor and McGinn, midfield three. Uh, Dykes and Adams. Am I, am I misquoting you at all, Kenny, or is that? Ah, yeah, that's that's what I would like to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I like the look of that team. I says I ran through pretty much every position <laughs> and did. why I like it. So you yeah, did. I would be happy if that was the team. Let's Johnny, see. Johnny, are you happy with Kenny's selection? Absolutely. The only thing I could see Clark changing is um, making it O'Donnell right wing back instead of Patterson. Um, yeah. And O'Donnell, again, he's been heavily criticised and he knows his limitations, but in the Austria, he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And, um, you know. At Wembley, he was outstanding as well. Uh, did we also exactly. did we also mention a goalkeeper there because we might need a goalkeeper? Did we mention yeah. Gordon? We mentioned Craig, I think we did mention <laughs> Craig. We're not at that <laughs> stage of a goalkeeper. Wow. Just getting our striker up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not quite at that stage of our development yeah. uh, where, where we're thinking maybe we'll play without a goalkeeper this Saturday. Wow. No, I mean Craig and Craig Gordon at the moment. It's, it's, it's taken a one hell of a shot or a hell of a header to find its way past him the way he's going at the moment. So that's a really strong 
position for for Scotland. But I, th- I think the I think John, you're right. I mean, the, I think that is a serious dilemma at right wing back because he does have loyalty to to players and and rightly so within the squad. And you think back to you know what have been Scotland's two of Scotland's best performances in the last whatever. Well, Wembley and Vienna would have to be up there. Um, and Stephen O'Donnell has been written his name all over both of them. Absolutely, and you know, I'm delighted for, for maybe um, proving critics wrong and uh, you know showing that he can put because he's um, always much maligned. I wouldn't have obviously objected to Patterson coming in because Patterson's got um, you know incredible potential. Um, I think he will be the the main right back going forward. Um, <clears throat> and would I like to see him start? Yeah, I think because it's a home game and we want to take the game to him, I would be, I would rather Patterson started, but I've got no qualms over Stephen O'Donnell um, starting. But we're all predicting the team guys and. This is the that team I think um, will probably start. Mm. But who knows with Steve Clark? He's he likes a mm. curveball now and then, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. That's the thing for me, John. Again, what you said about being at home. Sometimes you look at games and, and you're, you're you're picking a team based on how, maybe how you think the game's going to go. I'm absolutely agree with you. I think we need to be on the front foot, and I think maybe just going forward, I would think. I think Nathan's probably just maybe got the edge, I would say. Uh, and I 100% agree. I think Stephen O'Donnell would been excellent in those games where we're up against it as well, where we're having to defend and we're having to fight. And he's, uh, and he, again, by the way, he did actually pose a threat as well. Down so forward, it's not as if he didn't. You know, he yeah. did pose a real threat with great energy to get forward and desire to get forward and got on the end of a few things and was unlucky not to score. Yeah. But uh, I just think, yeah, moving forward, I think Nathan Patterson will definitely be the future of that position. John, scoreline. Saturday night, what are you thinking? We've got a 1-0 in the bank already from Ryan, who was on earlier. <laughs> I would take that right now, but I'm, I'm going to be um, quite optimistic and go for a 2 0 to say we're due a, an 80 minutes win against... Um, a comfortable against one, Jan. Yeah, a comfortable one. Yeah. I wouldn't say... 2-0 com- <laughs> are sometimes uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice, the, the one that you can enjoy the last 15 minutes where you know we're getting three points that, that would be nice but um, it could be otherwise as long as it's a, a win in the end on the back of that win in Vienna we'll not be complaining John exactly and if it takes um, an own goal for us to win the game as we always say as long as we get the three points in the bag and take a step closer to those players when you guys are talking about the expectation fans expectation etc you just look at um, the build up to the Euros this year you know I mean personally I was involved in podcasts and the, the magazine I'd love to do the same for a World Cup next year. Yeah. Well, stand by. John, good to hear from you. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Enjoy. Cheers, John. All the best. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, go, go. It's Glasgow's own Go Radio, the football show five till seven, Monday to Friday on at weekends as well, covering the big games for you. And it's Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Kenny Miller tonight. Looking ahead, of course, uh, to the weekend, that big match at Hamden. And uh, we've got the team picked. We're all sorted. All we need is Kenny's tactics. We'll get his tactical plan uh, for the 11 he's named between now and the end of the show. We've also been talking about that takeover at Newcastle United. Really big news uh, down south in terms of uh, what the prospects might be after a Saudi takeover for one of Craig's old teams, Newcastle United. And no great surprise um, that in terms of uh, the potential of a new manager, the name of Steven Gerrard is being flashed around, Craig. Flashed about, yeah. I mean, look, and, and you're going to have that in terms of um, you know the, the success that Steven obviously had last season in, in, in winning the trophy, uh, stopping Celtic winning 10 in a row. 
Uh, probably there's still a missed opportunity, Rob, in terms of the, the two cups. Um, fair play to St. Johnson for going, going and winning those. But every time a job comes up down there, you, you kind of, I think you'll hear uh, Gerard's name. Um, but I, I still believe that his uh, next two to three years would need to be uh, at Rangers before he can go and walk into to a job even like a, a Newcastle. I mean, there's going to be, I, I think just there, we've seen some footage there and you've seen Benitez. I think there would be a lot of fans that, um, that would have been absolutely delighted if this takeover takeover was happening while Benitez was there. Mm. Um, you know, Steve Bruce, to be fair, who's seems like a really honest man and obviously has that attachment to the northeast and, and that particular area. He, he, it just seems like it's been such a hard slog for him to, to manage that whole football club. Uh, the, the fans, to be fair, will be at like says absolutely delighted because Mike Ashley uh, has been there for a while. There's been a, a you know a period of time where. They've just been desperate for change. So I think to, to put a line through the sand and, and for be able to move on. But I don't think, to your first question, that Jeddah's going to be the man at Newcastle. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going around. Yeah, I'm getting around. there. I just yeah. going around the roundabouts yeah. first. I was just waiting for you getting around the block, um, yeah. a bit like finding this radio station, which, which Kenny <laughs> found a little bit challenging <laughs> earlier on. But he got, he got there in the end. Um, Rangers on top of the Premiership, as they were last season. Um, far from firing on all cylinders Kenny you'll be keeping tabs even in Australia on, on what's happening here in the Premiership um, and maybe it is ominous for everybody else that Rangers are top and there's so much more you would imagine to come Absolutely I think the I've, again I've, it's hard to be critical when you're sitting top of the league but I think the standards that the team set particularly last season and even even signs in the, in the previous years I think there's there's so much more to come from this year. I mean, I say they just look like they've lost a little bit of their edge, a little bit of their spark uh, going forward. Uh, they're not scoring anywhere near as many goals and they have actually been conceding goals mm. in the, the start of the season that, that previous years you they've probably not conceded either. So, uh, yep, they're top of the league though. So, like you say, it's ominous because at some point they will click. They're, they're too good. Their players have been together too long. They know each other. They know what the league brings now. Uh, they're too good not to click. So, if, uh, if anybody wants to mount a challenge, I think now would be the time to actually have a bit of form because at the moment, Rangers, I mean, they're doing enough. You know and you know what? That's what champions do. Mm. You know, they do enough. They get the job done. And I think I think to the, the St. Johnston game away, it took a, it took a wonder goal for James Tavernier to, to, to win the game. The, there wasn't a lot in that game. I watched it. Uh, the Hibs, obviously, go 1-0 up at Ibrox. We are in fine form as well. Mm. I was really, really looking forward to the game on on Sunday and Hibs come in fine form and I thought they could have really troubled Rangers which they did at yeah. the early parts of the game and then the What did you make off. about the red card? Listen, it's, it's a crazy one you know what I really really like Ryan I do as a player and uh, I think he's a good boy as well I remember playing against him when he first broke through and he was all, he was actually asking questions about how, how how can you defend certain things and he was really keen to, to learn and obviously get better he had just broken into the team but he seems to have these moments again, particularly against Rangers. You know, whether it's this the big occasion that things seem to get on top. Gets a bit overexcited, maybe. That, listen, that's that's an understatement, you know, because what it's done is like I said, I really felt Hibs could have went to Ibrox and, and got something out of the game. And when Especially I say the start of the head. And, and when I say got something, I was actually meant I felt they could have went and won. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just felt the way they were playing, they've got a like Jack's got the team playing a certain bit, but similar to Scotland. You know, he's got a he's found a way of playing. Mm -hmm. Good players, by the way, and, and they and they were on unbeaten in the league. Yep. on great form I, I just felt that the way the matchup was at that time it was a real opportunity for Hibs uh, I did think Rangers well they're going to have to stand up to this as well they're probably going to have to be better than what they have done because Hibs have got players that can hurt you yep. so and then 1-0 one, one up Hibs are at Ibrox and then the sending off comes and I just felt Ryan like again young player he's only forget he's only 22 because mm -hmm. he has been about a long long time yeah. but 
for me he did let his team down that day because they were a one nil up with a real opportunity to go top of the league after eight games. And one of the things Jack Ross would have said to Hibbs before that game would be, if we are going to lose to Rangers, they've got to work for the win. Make them work for the win. Don't mm. gift them goals. Yeah. And Hibbs will feel, looking back on the two goals, it's two crosses, two free headers. So from they, they will be guilty, feeling guilty um, about their performance from that point of view. But also the the, the red card. Ten, yeah. ten, you know, it's difficult enough with 11 at Ibrox, Craig. Yeah, no, nah, and that's the thing. You're saying that they, they, they have to go there and they'll have to work. Yeah, well, they had to work extra because of, uh, you know, the the incident which, it you know, I know it was appealed, but it was a red card. It was the right decision by the referee. Um, you know, Ryan is a, a a real competitor and a very, very good player. Um, and it's just trying to cut that cut that out of his game. Like, that, that aggression is great as a defender, but you've got to be careful just nowadays with, with, with lunging, um, reckless challenge over the ball. I mean, that, that's the one, Oz, you know, you because know, you can, can, can hurt, hurt you were one of the dirtiest players I've ever played against. training, game, honestly, unbelievable. Kick lumps with me in training. I'm a young boy and he's trying to put me in my place or whatever, but it's a controlled aggression. It was, you know, it's hard, it's fair, you know, whereas. I think Ryan could have won that ball hard and fair he could without have. doing what he'd done. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that, yeah. that's the whole point. Like, he didn't need to do what he'd done. It's yeah. on the it's on the halfway line as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but know. I know you know what you're saying there, Kenny, because even saying again, I've been there, I've been that. When player. you say you know yeah. what you're saying, do you mean that you were one of the dirtiest players no, around? I, mean, you, I didn't go over the ball, or I don't believe that I went out because again, you can injure your opponent. We're talking about injuring, you're breaking legs and, and potentially ending careers. But in terms of the the mentality, in terms of wanting to be able to dominate your opponent. That's what he's tried to do, but he's went about it in the wrong way, yeah. Kenny. Just overboard, you know, because yeah. you can be hard and aggressive. But like you say, that was over the ball. It was dangerous. Yeah. It was a red card. See, see on first view, and the, like, the referees, again, fair play to them. Because when I thought of it, oh, it's not red. Yeah, he's just yeah, went and yeah, won the yeah. And then when you see, see it, you it. think, oh, my Oof. goodness. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it is a red card. Yeah. You know, in this day and age, you cannot get away with that. If you take, and I think I just genuinely felt he could have taken the ball clean. Mm. He didn't need to go. He didn't, because it, it does look like he's actually went to try and hurt the player. Mm. And that's what, that's what we don't want to see. Earlier on on Sunday, Kenny, how big was that goal from Jota for Celtic with about six minutes to go at Pataudry that changes a complexion which had Celtic heading for three wins out of uh, three wins out of eight? Um, I mean, it, you know, thirteen points ain't great, but eleven was approaching a, a mini crisis, wasn't it? After eight games, I said, I still think it's, I still think it's in those kind of realms at the moment. Uh, Thirteen points out of twenty-four. You still, you think it is a bit I of a still, mini I crisis? I still think like one-one. By the way, as massive as it was, I agree, huge. Uh, if, if it goes either if, if you sell to lose the game and it's ten points out of twenty-four, or if it's a draw and it's eleven points, absolutely not good enough uh, for that club. Again, old firm, you can't be, you can't be having. That, that kind of points game for the first eight games and again not just that looking at your team and you're looking at that league and it could have been 7th or 6th it just doesn't look right you know so real real pressure mounting so a huge huge result Kenny touched on a little bit earlier on in terms of even like the way that Scotland play you can't go from 0 to 100 in terms of playing style yeah. you know in terms of the way but obviously Anne just come in Kenny and he's changed the, the, the style of play and, and it's changed a lot in, in terms yeah. of what he uh, wants to do rather than you know the, the previous coach, and that's not dis- this being disrespectful to um, to what what was there before. But brand new style of football, um, 
he needs time, but again, Celtic, Celtic and Rangers, how much time do you have if you're not getting results? Well, because it's not a beauty contest here, it's all about results. Well, the question is, what happens if it becomes 10 or 12 points? Being like, you know, it's, it's, At this it's, stage. How, long do, how, long do, how long do managers last when, yeah. you, when you're in this and the goal for Paulie Glasgow? I just think that's... And you know, you talk about style, and I know it's, there's, a, a comp, there's maybe implementing new ideas, and it does take time. All I say is, for me... I look back to what happened four years ago. Well, Brendan Rodgers comes in, and, and was his style any worse or better? Or but he was he was, he was getting results. For me, it's like obviously there's been a huge turnaround in player. Yeah, twelve and, players, and, and, and that's the thing. That's it's no, it's because you can talk about style all you want, but ultimately you say it's a results business up here. You know, it's a results business everywhere in management. You know, yeah, but yeah. when you're a Rangers or you're a Celtic player or a manager, you're under severe pressure to to perform and deliver. And at the moment. Like you say, to answer the question, Rob, it was a massive, massive goal that will just maybe get the wheels back on mm -hmm. a little bit because, like you say, Rangers have dropped points as well. Uh, I do think I'm actually looking forward to seeing how the league will progress because if Rangers are still kind of performing at the levels that they're performing at and Hearts and Hibs can maintain yeah, a chance... How long can they? Can well, they that, that's the question, you know, because they are in really, really good form. Both, both Edinburgh clubs are in a good place. So... It's interesting to see if they can maintain this mm. level and obviously Hearts go to Ibrox in yeah. the next week, which yeah. again, that's like like the Hibs game. It's a real it's an opportunity for if Hearts can go and win, they go top of the league after mm. nine games. Mm. Like, within their own right, no games in hand, everything everything yeah. being equal, they could be top of the league. Like Hibs had the opportunity there. So it's uh, really interesting to see the league moves on. You're, I mean, you're, you're working in Sydney, Australia at the moment. What, I mean, what, what, is there much chat in Australia about Ange and, and what he's doing with Celtic? I think everybody wants to see him succeed because it's a massive opportunity that he's got and I think the Australians are like, like the Scots like they're seeing one of their own actually succeed and, and get a massive job in, in the footballing world and they would like to see probably more mm. more players get the opportunity to come abroad and, and succeed and also more coaches or managers so Listen, we don't we don't hear too much of it. Again, you hear every now and again guys are asking how is he doing because they might not actually be actually paying too much attention to it. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a massive opportunity for him. Uh, I think he, he he's came through. He's been a coach a long time. You know, I think in, in Australia mm. he's managed the nationals team. He's been in the youth setups as well. I think was it was it Melbourne Heart was it the Heart was he was he involved there? He, he was. He was at uh, is, was South it? Melbourne. Yep. It was the, the MPO club down yep. there. Yep. He came up to Brisbane. Yep. Uh, he obviously had the the junior national teams, and then obviously come into to the national team setup. And um, he was briefly at Melbourne Victory as yep. well. You're right. Yep. Uh, so had a success in Japan. Yep. Yeah. But he's always been. I'm not not saying a slow burn, Kenny. But in terms of, uh, you know, Brisbane it tailed off, and then they won the league the next season, and and were unstoppable. I think went on a, a 36 game unbeaten run at that time. Japan, he goes there. They finish thirteenth, fourteenth in the in the league the the first season, which you won't get away with here. Well, there's not that many teams anyway. <laughs> and then second <laughs> season, he goes and wins the J League. So there there is a trend, and there's been a big turnaround. Yeah. But has he ever been at a club? I wonder where there is less time to make an impact I than mean, at this Celtic. Is, and I've said, I've you know, even the conversations I had with Ange before, it's like everything you think you know about Glasgow, everything you you think you know about. Celtic and Rangers and the Goldfish Bowl. You've no idea until you actually live in it. Has he been taken aback? I haven't had recent conversations with him. They've right. been that busy with the amount of games and, um, you know, it's, it's probably been tough because he's come in and um, there's been that many things going on and even behind the scenes. Uh, and again, not privy to them all, but, you know, there's... Yeah. there's the CEO. That's uh, well, chaos, isn't it? Really? Yeah, um, it's chaotic. But, yeah, we we get all, we get all sorts of differences of opinion. Celtic phone, Celtic fans phone in on the show, and 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 from some they say 
even as much as give him two, three, four transfer windows, give yeah. him time, give him, this is a major rebuild, give him time. But then I think your point, Kenny, is that, that that's, a, that's a really good theory. Uh, in the ideal world, yeah, you might get two or three transfer windows, but the Celtic fans uh, don't want to be sitting in mid-table. Let's ask that fan then, that same fan who says let's give him the two, three, four transfer windows if his team's sitting fourth or fifth and no one in leagues and cups. Yeah. Because that's not what... Like Rangers have been through that. You know, they've been through that. And by the way, and again, the, the fans the fans were incredible through that whole journey back to the top flight. They've supported the club through some obviously tough times as well. Times that there was no success. I mean, that was what? That was 10 years mm. without a, like a major trophy. Yeah. You know, a long, long time. I tell you what, it'd be interesting to see if Celtic went two without a major trophy and see yeah. if that same guy's asking for the, like the three, four transfer windows or if the team's struggling and they don't win the league or they don't win a cup if, yeah. if he's maybe wanting the, like the, the trigger pull but you know it will get time you know because he is trying to. to change he's trying to change a lot within the, within their style there is a lot of turnover in players there is a lot of things going on in, behind the scenes as yeah. well that all plays into this so it will, it will get his time how It'll much get, time that is yeah, the, patience, the patience is there Rob if it's not a blowout in terms of the league title well that's right I mean, you know if it's not a blowout I can't afford to be a blowout and they've got to finish in second because which at the moment, and, that, and, that's and, a pressure and, and, situation at the moment, I would say. Well, Eight again, games in. you know, we've touched on hearts and hips. Yeah. Motherwell having a, at the moment, I think probably punching above their weight, but having a fantastic start. Dundee United having a fantastic start. So all of a sudden, you know, Celtic away to Aberdeen, Rob, even if they went and got the win, which they did do, um, didn't climb a position, still in sixth, sixth position. So that was a massive, massive result. But like I said, I think the patience will be there. But again, it's based on. Um, showing signs of improvement has to be, um, but third, fourth, fifth, and all that sort of stuff in the league that that wouldn't be accepted. He will get the January transfer window, obviously, but once you start getting into February, March, depending on Celtic's placing at that stage, fans' patience. Those very fans who said give him time will be saying this ain't good enough. Yeah, they will. I think that's that, that's that's inevitable in Glasgow because one team's one team's one and the other team's not, you know. And that's it. And when you look across the city and and you see them celebrating league titles and cups, it's tough. I've been I've been there. I went through that that spell there at Rangers. It was it was tough. It was it was tough to watch. So Celtic fans will not be wanting to look across at Rangers and, and see them celebrating every year. And it's uh, it's how how long do they get? You know. Yes, you want to see progress. I think I think everybody who's watching it can see the the ideas that, that are getting implemented and, and the like maybe what they see in, in regards to that, but what they need to it needs to be results need need to back up you know they need to back and, and I think they will they're going to get better like, like Ozzy says it's taking maybe time to to implement at previous clubs yeah uh, and by this and there's really really good players at Celtic I mean yeah. if you looked at the old firm game I've watched it they were excellent and and uh, in the first half they were playing some f- fantastic football. They should be one nil up. So goals, they should goals be one nil up. Games. Absolutely, has a, has a great, great chance. If, if that goes in, it becomes a different game, and then Rangers regroup and come out and do what they've done. Like yeah. you've played in probably many of the games where maybe you were the the best team or, or performer at that time, but you nick the win. You especially, do enough. especially old firm games. Yeah. You know, there was many that I played in my career where you kind of felt as if you, you know, you've not played the best football, but you've hung in the match, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've you've taken your moment and you've won a game one nil, which probably wasn't uh, an unbelievable performance. It didn't matter. It was it was the points that mattered. And that was that day. game there. That was exactly that game there. Yeah. I mean, listen, Rangers were better in the second half. Yes, far better. much better. But, yeah. uh, but it was the same against Leverkusen as well. Yeah. Look, look at the chances Celtic had to score against top opposition. And that's a that's a problem at the moment that that Ange needs to um, to find a solution for or to be able to improve because attacking wise, 
Celtic, they're looking, I'm saying incredible, they look as if they can score goals no matter who they play against. Mm. You know, I think the front three in terms of uh, Kyogo's been incredible. Uh, Abada's come in and done a great job. I really like the look of Jota. So I think really in terms player, of the, yep. uh, their attacking yep. options are very, very good. We're still to see a little bit more of Giacomacus to see see how he, he goes. Defensively, they still look vulnerable. So that's a, that's the area of the game that if he can get um, stronger uh, and, and be a stronger base there, they're going to have great opportunities to, to go and play the style of football they want. But you've got to stop conceding goals. More chat coming with Craig and with Kenny. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, go, go. Going to be talking again about Scotland, of course, shortly. But I just wanted to ask Kenny about his thoughts. We've been speaking, of course, about the Premiership uh, situation at the moment into the international break with uh, Rangers on top of the pile. Hearts and Hibs still very much in contention. Uh, Celtic in the top half just about uh, after that big goal at Pataudry at the weekend, which turned one point into three. What are you thinking about Kyogo, uh, the impact he's made? Have you seen much of him, Kenny? Yeah, bits and bobs. Again, he's he's had a big impact. There's no doubt about it. He's he's brought something to the to the Celtic front line that they've obviously needed. They've lost they've lost some big players in, in the forward areas. Uh, they've lost big players actually throughout the their squad. To be honest with you, but in the forward areas, they've needed somebody to fill in with goals. Obviously, we're touching a bad. Obviously, getting in amongst the goals as well. But no, he's, he's I think he's been a breath of fresh air for them. Uh, Again, I don't know many goals he's actually got he's so got eight, far. Eight, eight so goals far. Eight and, eight and ten appearances, yeah, so maybe. It's a, it's a fantastic return, but he's a bundle of energy. Mm. I think he brings not just goals and not just his energy. He brings a work rate and a, and again, it'll be something that the fans will like to see. You know, because he's going out there, he's giving his all for the shot, but he's actually producing. He's, he's producing the big moments as well. His movement, Kenny, you'll appreciate it. His movement is incredible. You know, he, he's he's got fantastic movement. So if you're a central defender. You know, he's got that double movement. He's yeah. looking at Dragon, all of a sudden, boom, he's straight across in front of you. And he's, he works so hard, but he takes up really good goal-scoring positions. I mean, even his goal at the weekend against Aberdeen, I mean, he probably could have headed it. He's, mm. he's, he's got on yeah. the shoulder, he's put it in with his chest. He's a top player. He's a top player. And he was, I mean, he was out for only, what, two or three weeks there and missed four or five games. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed five games, yeah. You know, that was that was a, a huge loss. And for someone to to come and hit the ground running like that and show how important they are to a football club. We, we've seen it in, a, in in that snapshot, how important Kyogo is to, to Celtic. There's a continuing dilemma at Rangers, isn't there, about that right-back position. Um, it's right-wing-back for Scotland that Nathan Patterson <laughs> is expected to play on Saturday. Stephen O'Donnell might have a say in that before it's uh, decided. Um, James Tavernier is the man he has to elbow out of the way at Rangers, the club captain. That's going to be difficult. But he's been talking uh, Nathan Patterson in the build-up to the international at the weekend about that uh, competition for the right back position. Yeah, no, it's obviously it's good to have competition in every 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 department of the pitch. I've got that at club level and I've got it at country now. So um, it's obviously good to just have the competition. Um, you push each other to try and do well each day in training. Whoever gets the nod, you need to go on and do well. And we've both done that every time we've been called upon. He's still just nineteen. Uh, the past year has been incredible for him. It's just been, it's just been amazing, really. Just, uh, just been working really hard. All the, all the coaches that have been helping me along the way, and obviously, any time I get the opportunity, I need to make sure that I'm ready, prove, prove myself, and I feel as if I've done that. But I just need to keep pushing on now, and hopefully, get more opportunities. And football, you've got. The media is everywhere now. Um, you've got everyone's opinion, and you just sometimes you need to just block that out. You need to just focus on yourself, and uh, you need to obviously fill yourself with the right people as well. And I feel as if I've done that. I've got a good group of friends. I've got a good 
uh, teammates as well, my family also. Just need to keep pushing you on to do well. Yeah, really important that to, to have the right people round about you, uh, which he seems to do, Nathan Patterson. Uh, Kenny, you've already got him in your Scotland team uh, for Saturday. How does he get into the Rangers team? Well, it's going to it's going to be one thing because it's not going to be his form. It's probably going to be more uh, Tav's form because it's a, it's a big one to shift. You know, Tav brings so much to the team and, and the club over over the last six years that he's, that he's been at the club. His his goals, his assists, and I think the way they play just suits Tav down to the ground. You know, his his, his deliveries, he's, he's a real goal threat. Again, he's shown that he's worth ever since he came to the club. You know, but this season already, again, we touched on it already with St Johnston. It's a huge, huge goal that was as well at that moment to to give Rangers the lead. He's got that quality. I think eventually Nathan will, will take over, and whether that's maybe Tav moves on. Or, or and, and Rangers might have a hand in that because they might look at it and think, you know, this kid's that good that we need to get him in the team. But he's big shoes to fill. At the moment. He's, he's a club captain. He's, he's been at the club now a number of years and obviously he's, he's, he's came in the championship. He's been part of the journey. He's now achieved, obviously, the 55th title. He's big shoes to fill. I just think it'll be great. Again, we're talking about competition. It's great to have these guys pushing yeah. and going going yeah. head to head because it's only only healthy for the competition and it's going to make them better. So he'll be pushing Tav now. You know when Tav came, he's probably had it easy. Yeah. You know because he's not had somebody on his on his shirt yeah. tail pushing and and thinking. By the way, if you'd maybe just off your game, you know I'm going to take your jersey. He's probably not had that, but it's how he responds yeah. to it. And he's a big shoes to fill. And it's a it's a good headache for, for Gerard, but it is a headache. It is a headache yeah. for you know because I, I thought it was a really really big decision um, against Hibs at the weekend, top of the table clash. Yep. He starts Patterson. Um, that's a big call. Mm-hmm. That's a big call for that type of game. Um, Davis never played either, and yeah. uh, obviously there's been times where Alan McGregor's not been in the team oh, as yeah. well. Which again, for me, they're huge players. Been yeah. a lot of, been but, a lot of but, juggling. But, been a lot of juggling now. But the, to leave out the season. captain and it going into the international break where you don't have another game for two weeks, yeah. and it could. It could affect who's top of the league. Yeah, no. So that was a massive, massive call uh, from from Gerard. And and again, look, you're on the other side now, Kenny. You're that coach and all that sort of stuff. So you know what it's like. You've been the player in terms of how the players re- react and, and chat in a dressing room. And now you're you're part of the coaching staff and all that. You actually, I think, get a lot of respect. So if, for example, Patterson is working, training better than Tavernier, captain or not, and you play Patterson, I'll tell you what, you've got the respect of that dressing room. That's a that's a fair point. Um, there's been lots of uh, speculation uh, about him potentially moving on. Everton uh, were quoted with an interest. Obviously, nice to see that teams are interested, but I'm only interested in just playing football. Um, that's the stuff that comes with it, and I'm I'm not really aware of anything that, anything that happens. I just go on the pitch and do do my my thing, and um, just let the, the the outside talk. Yeah, he's going to be a Rangers player for a good bit longer, no doubt about it. Steven Gerrard raves about him. Uh, he has been since he first really came on the scene, uh, as far as we were concerned, uh, on the outside um, in, in the first team squad. Um, I mean, he did speak a few... There was a really interesting clip of Steven Gerrard three months ago, right at the very start of the season, um, talking about the potential of fitting them both in the in the same team. He, he thought... I mean, he was speaking seriously as if there was some way that they could both be incorporated in the same team. It's difficult to, difficult to see it, isn't it? It'd be interesting to see how. You'd <laughs> have, have to change the system. Uh, I just, I I, think. I just again, if you, sometimes it's easy. I mean, we played many a game where you go, Sasa Papach there and Stevie Smith came in and played at left midfield. And yeah. like, particularly in old firm games, it gave us a bit more stability as well, maybe a little bit harder to beat. But I, that's a, Rangers don't play that way. 
You know, like it's easy to say, put one one in front of the other. Well, we don't play with anybody in no. front of the other. You know, no, no, no. so it's uh, it would be interesting to see how. Like, or says it would maybe need to be a change of shape. Which could Tav would, play the, the the right side of a three at the back and and Patterson up and down as yeah. a wing back. You're going a back three. You're taking one right. of your forward players out right. of your team. Or your he's, he's never changed but, from the system, has he? I, I don't. I, I can't. To be honest, I can't see them doing it. I, th- uh, I think they did try and play a back three once in his first year, and I think that was. I think it was gone by half time. Yeah. Uh, so, but it tells you how much of a dilemma it is in his head. He wants to find a way, yeah. but maybe it's mission impossible. He also touched on remember at the start of the season that the way that Rangers play uh, and it hasn't changed so far Kenny this no. season like so he says I, I might have to you know think about in terms of providing something a little bit different because teams now know what they're up against you know the two tens come in the way and we, we touched on Kent earlier on yeah. I, I like Kent wide where he, he can get isolated and get out of fullback and I think he's far more dangerous that way I think when he, they come in as these tens it's really important that they then receive the ball able to face forward and go and get out of back four I don't think that, that Rangers have done that enough that's probably because teams are now better organised to stop the way that Rangers play. Yeah, but again, I think you're just always, as you know, Rangers expect to have the better players. They expect these better players to make big moments and, and make things happen, break these deep deep blocks down because it's, it's nothing new, by the way. No, it's no, It's nothing no. new. It's been something... Hey, that, uh, the deep but, block is something new before it was just defending deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right, yeah. <laughs> We're all high blocks, mid blocks, deep blocks now, but yeah, it's nothing new having to break teams down as a, as a, as a Rangers or a, or, a, or a Celtic player or manager. You know, it's... It's something that teams are going to defend more. They're going to try and stifle you and make and, and make it hard for you to uh, to break them down. But that's where you spend the big bucks. You want these players to like, give these big moments and and fit, unlock defences. You know yeah. that's what they're and that's particularly Ryan Kent, Ryan Hadji, Joe Rebo's yeah. these types of players. That's why they're that's why they're the football club. Let's finish the way we started talking Scotland and Stevie Clark. I think for us we've we've had a good window previous camp. Six points put us in a position where we can control our own destiny, and that's what we'd like to do between now and the end of it. So we'll play for the win, we want the win, uh, and we want to be in control of our own destiny all the way into November. That's, that's what we've always aimed for. We wanted to get to the November camp where we're in a position to at least be second in the group. We're on schedule for that, but we have to work very hard this month. Craig, what's your score, Hamden, Saturday night? I'll take any victory for Scotland. I think it would be a fantastic uh, result. I'll, I'll, I'll get and say 2-0 then before two nil. he jumps okay. in. <laughs> no, 1-0, uh, uh, I think that, that's quite a common prediction. But I just love the way he says that you know we, we're going to be at it. Yeah. We, we, want it we, we want it in our hands, in our control. I love that. That's going to be, hopefully, a really positive Scotland to go and get the right result. So 2-0 for you, Kenny? I think, I think we'll get there 2-0. Yeah. Good man. Uh, can I tell you that leaving the building is easier than finding yeah. it in the first place what was the fine for being late my phone battery cut I was absolutely <laughs> scrambling in the car <laughs> the disciplinary procedures will remain private Craig <laughs> as they as they generally do this will be sorted behind the scenes Kenny good to see you uh, thanks you for your guys, chat anytime. Craig as well good, good to see you, you. we're back tomorrow live at 5 the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, 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 Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. 
They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.